Welcome to Mondo and Friends presented by Verizon. My name is Mondo Fresco and today I am with a OG buddy of mine. Uh, <laughs> we've uh, hung out a few times on the carpet at events and stuff like that. It's fun to finally see you here at Hubwave on Mondo and yes. Friends. Actress, singer, multi-talented Isabella. Merced, how are you, Thank Sabella? you. I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy to be here. You got a nice little spot here in downtown LA. I like it. I like it. It's a vibe. It smells really good in the lobby. Thank you. Like, I don't know what you sprayed or what candle you used, but I'm going to need the name of it later. <laughs> I was like, when I we walked in. It's, um, it's this uh, fusion between um, Fabuloso and Chamomile. <laughs> Fabuloso. <laughs> that fabuloso. <laughs> fabuloso uh chamomile and um um lavender. That's what lavender. it was. Lavender. Okay. Was. I'll go back out there and, and and see if you're right about that. I saw they have some flowers here. Are those your your favorite? Those flowers? Yeah. Those flowers? I I don't know if I have like a favorite, but those are definitely top one of the top ones. I think that looks like lavender. Right? Okay. What is that? I don't know. It look, kind of blind. It's, I need glasses. It, I thought, yeah. Well, your team brought it, and I thought it was a, a beautiful thing to. That's really sweet, to you guys. Bring into, Thank you. Into the space for yeah. a vibe. Yeah, I don't know who supplied the snacks. Did you supply the snacks? That was your your squad. God, We're actually really, amazing. You can come. You should come here more often. Actually. Damn. We're hooking up with the snacks. <laughs> I know. I need more snacks. <laughs> yeah. No. Speaking of, uh, you know, favorite things. You're one of my favorites to to follow on on social media oh nice and you. you know i i know i said earlier you know multi-talented um you man like if you're not on the big screen you know you're you're putting out music uh you're putting out music working on music now mm -hmm. um before we go into you know what you have going on now on on the music side i would love to hear like when you initially wanted to work you know in in music in the music industry uh, you know, when you got that itch to be in entertainment. Do you remember that? It really, like, it was since birth, really. I just kind of started singing. I was one of those babies that, like, would would sleep throughout the night, wake up, and start singing. And I would set my stuffed animals up in the in the crib, like, like singing to them like they were an audience. Listen, I can't recall this. I can't really remember anything before the age of six, but this yeah. is, like, according to my parents. Um, and I remember just singing is singing is really fun for me and it's really easy. And like sometimes I'll do it subconsciously. So it was something that felt really natural. And um, singing and acting kind of came hand in hand because people keep asking me, like, if you could choose one or the other, what would you do? And I'm like, both. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. I started a musical theater, so I want to do both and do it all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, we've had a a, a good amount of actors and singers that have been on Mondo and Friends. And I feel like that's that's what I hear very often is is people usually tell you, you should pick one, right? Which is like, no, you should mind your own business. That's what right. you should do, right? Right, <laughs> right. I'm sorry you can't multitask, but I can. <laughs> uh, so, so you started really young. You were like 10 years old when you were on Broadway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wow. It's just like, it felt... It felt really normal when that happened, but now I'm looking back. I'm like, ten is so young. Yeah. Like, like why? Well, I, I was just working. I was working at ten. That's crazy to me. <laughs> it felt fine though. It's not like my mom was like stage mommy. Like, you have to live my dreams, and I'm living them through you. My mom doesn't care about that, but 
But I'm surprised, like, looking back, I just, now I'm like, wow, that's a really young age, yeah. even though I felt like I was fully capable. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't 10 when I started in radio, but I was 18. 18. And mm-hmm. I was still, like, it's, it's, it's the youngest in, in I, I was at Power 106. Nice. I mean, so that's a huge The youngest in, in Power 106 history. And I think back, too, and I'm like, man, they really let an 18-year-old on the radio like that. Right. Just, like, on the loose. Right. Like, the most chaotic age, I feel like, is 18. Like, why? <laughs> that's crazy. You have some, some simpatia carisma or something. I don't know. They just, they, they must have known. They were like, this kid's meant for this. And but I hope, I hope I'm meant for this. I, I think I am. Of course. <laughs> of course you yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah, it feels natural to me. And it doesn't feel like a job. And, unless I'm waking up at 7 a.m., then it's like... Yeah, Please. <laughs> that, was, that was our squad today. Yeah. 5 a.m., right? 5 a.m. Sometimes for like set too, I got to wake up early and that's just not natural for me. So that's like the the singer songwriter in me is like, I want to be up till 5 a.m. And like, then the actor in me is like, yeah, no, I think that's just I just want to be up till 5 a.m. I wish we were all like I wish you'd all switch our circadian rhythms and become nocturnal. Yeah, I would love that. That would suit that would suit my lifestyle a little better. Yeah, this should be like I'm a night owl. Yeah, uh, they sh- there should be more 24 hour places. I just feel like my IQ drops in the daytime. And then suddenly when I'm like when it's like 2 a.m., I'm all of a sudden awake and ready yeah. to go. And I'm like, let's talk about philosophy, you guys. Like, <laughs> let's talk about life and death and yeah. like just crazy shit that I just I can't like it just doesn't work in the daytime. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you being a night owl, I feel like most musicians are mm-hmm. like most artists are. Definitely. Is that I don't know what it is? Is that when when you're like creating music? Is that when you're writing? Is that when you're hitting the studio? Yeah, yeah. Or like I don't know. There's this uh, there's this like period right before I go to bed, and I'm like kind of delirious and kind of feeling chaotic. But I, I could also just fall asleep al instante, al toque, mm-hmm. and I I just kind of. I start getting all these ideas because I'm in a drowsy place and, and it just kind of comes naturally because like inhibitions are lowered in and I start thinking about, um, I don't know, things that have been on my mind recently. And that's when I'm like, I got to grab my phone. I got to write this down because I know I'll forget it in three minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of my favorite time to write. So speaking of music, you have this new project mm-hmm. that, that you're working on now. Uh, you have a new song, Agonia. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's a good one. I think I think it's new for me to explore that side of my music, and then and then uh, it's a collaboration, really. I think you know I, I did this with my friend Guy Fex, who's a Peruvian producer, yep. and I met him a while ago. But he really like really showed me this new side of what I've been trying to do, but I couldn't really capture it and its essence in LA because. There's nobody. There's not a lot of Peruvians here. There's a lot of Mexicans, but not yeah. a lot of Peruvians. And like people like Kaifex, he just he just loves and admires the culture as much as I do. Probably more because I mean, like he's the one who showed me these poems in Quechua translated to Spanish, and then this story called Dagonia de Rasuniti, and it's by this famous Peruvian produce, uh, per- author. Yeah. My bad. Peruvian author. Um, and that that resonated heavily with me, and from there, Agonia was born. And it's for his project called Atipanacuy, and it's in homenaje a la danza de las tijeras, and that's a huge like cultural tradition in Peru. That's it take like I mean these dancers. It, you should look it up when you have the time. Danza de las tijeras. It's an incredible dance with a lot of movement and like a lot of multitasking. And these dancers train from the age of ten wow. in order to like dance this style of dance. And the music sounds incredible, and you can. 
if you listen to Agonia and you listen and or watch uh Las Tijeras, you can see the similarities in the in the style and like that kind of noise that's in the background of Agonia throughout the whole song. You have this 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 song as a tribute to Peru. Yeah, in many ways. Yeah, how, for sure. How, how so? Ooh, well, I mean, not only is it based off of a story by a Peruvian author, it's also based off of, well, I mean, let's start like breaking it down a little bit. All the instruments in it are Peruvian and Peruvian inspired. Um, the violin is in there too. And if you listen to a lot of classic kind of like Peruvian music, they incorporate the violin a lot, as well as the melodies. I was inspired by this uh, Peruvian singer who was like the first to really break through in the United States and really sell like a lot of records globally and her name was Ima Sumac and if you listen to her, her she's known for her vocal range and her ability to wow. sing super duper high and super duper low and she did this version of El Condor Pasa where she imitated the the flutes the Peruvian flutes and she was singing instead of you guys might know the Simon and Garfunkel version but that she sung it all the way up there with the flute and it was the most beautiful thing. And I was like, wow, I mean, why can't we imitate these kinds of sounds and, and distort them slightly or include them in, in main melodies like she does? And so because of that, I kind of incorporated those higher melodies into Agonia. And then with the with the letters, I mean, la letra, but it's actually in English, it's the lyrics. Sí, 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 la letra, oh, the lyrics. <laughs> um, it's, it's like when you direct translate I sometimes <laughs> it's not the same but yeah like, like, wait. i get you i get uh, you with the with the words uh lyrics i um i just simply like incorporating bilingual into everything like yeah. english and spanish is is my favorite thing to do it's so different and i've been trying to do it since 20 like 2015 and i went to this big huge like head of a label this big latin label and i showed them some of my music and they were like this will never work you can't sing in english and spanish my music is like 2015 and i was like i think it does but i mean like okay i guess no need to stick around with you guys i guess but they were so adamant that it wouldn't work and then a year later despacito came out <laughs> and i'm like it took and they're like yeah you should do this and all of a sudden more artists are singing bilingual and i'm like it really took a white guy singing in english and spanish for y'all yeah. to listen yeah. and see that it works yeah. like that's crazy yeah yeah. I mean, it's not like he was the first to do it, but I feel like that was a huge movement because he did it. Yeah, and there's a lot of American artists now singing in Spanish, too. Yeah. Um, in the last couple, I mean, like, Drake has sang in Spanish. Yeah, he the did. The Weeknd. The Weeknd. The Weeknd literally sounds Canadian, like Romeo Santos. Right? Yo, I've always said that. I've always I'm said that. that the the Weeknd, if he sang in Spanish, and I don't know if we've, we've recorded, like, Hubwave News pieces where I've said... The weekend and Romeo should like do a duet. Like right. those guys' falsettos are are very Crazy. similar. And a Canadian artist mm -hmm. is singing bachata. Crazy with a Spanish artist and bachata being a Dominican genre. Right. So it's just right. like it, it, you know, it's all it's kind of all connected, interconnected, and intertwined yeah. right now. But I think it's a beautiful thing. I think so too, and I. Another fun thing to add to that, I heard like some unreleased songs that Maluma did in English and like for some reason his accent didn't exist in that version. I was like, is he lying? Like, I don't know. But I'm like, this man probably speaks English because the way he was enunciating every word, I believe that he spoke English. But not only did I believe that, I thought it was Drake. Wow. I thought it was Drake. So like, I feel like Maluma also sounds like Drake, but like when he sings it in English. <laughs> 
<laughs> crazy. That is. That crazy. is. I hope they release some of that because it was it was really good. I was really he? Was it. it a collab or was it just like Maluma in English? It was a collaboration between him. Oh, oh, you mean a collab? No, it was just Maluma in English. It was Maluma in English with some producers who work with, I guess, like Bruno Mars and. Oh, nice. And they like we were just hanging out writing, and they started playing it, and I was like what and this was a while ago too so i don't know if they're gonna release it but it was fire was he rapping no he was just saying <laughs> i'm dead was he rapping is that why he sounds like drake no <laughs> i'm dead because i mean yeah his english was really good in that so who knows do you have a uh a wish list of collaborations a wish list i certainly do i certainly do what's like um, top top three that you would like to work with i would love to collaborate with rosalia because i mean she's just phenomenal and then, um, I don't, I, I mean, like, I have so many artists I have to go on my phone to see because I, I admire so many people. I really thoroughly do enjoy, like, R&B, though. Yeah. And there's a newer R&B artist. Her name is Alaina Castillo. Yes. And she's, like, really good, and she's doing what, what I love, right? It's, like, that fusion between R&B and Latin music, and I'd like to explore that more, and I hopefully have a new single on the way that was already kind of leaning in that direction. And... Um, it's a love song, and I'm hoping to release it soon. But uh, I'd also like to collaborate with HL. He's a oh, Peruvian nice. rapper, in case for those of you who didn't know. But he's like he's super dope, and uh, I like what he's doing. There are many things that that because I, I I'm saying this as a disclaimer because I was initially going to say you know what I, I I love about you. There are many things that I love about you. Thank you. Um, one <laughs> one thing is that your team brings snacks. Right, that's so good. You guys are so good. <laughs> you hear that? <laughs> the second thing um, is that you do your homework when it comes to music. You're not just like someone that that is is hopping on this like music train. Um, you know, it's hopping on bandwagon. Like, oh, I love this genre, or I'm gonna you know just do reggaeton. Or I'm gonna do you know whatever's hot at mm. the moment. Like you you do your homework and and you can sing. And I told you this before. The, the cameras were even on. Mm. Um, I remember, I think this was like during quarantine. Mm. You sang a song called Perfidia. Perfidia. You yeah. killed that. Thank you. You killed that. Like, Thank you. I remember, I, I, I favored it. Like, I was like, wow. yo, Isa can sing. Thank you. Yeah. Was I, that you? You were playing the piano I too? I was playing the piano. Yeah, I love playing the piano. I love playing the uke. I just... I'm, I guess I'm kind of being shy about my music. I'm in a place where I, the thing is, I have so many styles of music that I've written in. I have boleros. I have uh, like R&B. I have even more trap leaning music. And it's like this a bunch of stuff because I simply get bored and I like to try new things. Yeah. And, and I guess I'm, I'm like in some way I'm hesitant because I feel like, yes, you have to kind of have a direction as an artist, especially when you're starting off. But then also I'm like, it is kind of crazy and different, but maybe that's who I am, right? It's right. like, maybe that's, I just can't decide exactly what I want. I just want to try different things and, and cause I enjoy it. And I've just had wonderful experiences making these and I hope one day I can release it. Like the urge to play it right now is overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. Can, uh, can you, can you do a little bit of, of Perfidia for us? Do you remember the lyrics? Yeah, of course. Um, Yo. Because Fred, let me tell you, she kills it. And if you haven't, look, if you haven't seen, I mean, just, you know, he's going to sing a little bit right now. But if you haven't s s watched Isabella um, sing, go check out her IG. Um, go through some It'll of the videos. Me 
like this girl can sing like for real for real and that's Thanks. why um you know i wanted to have you on because you're a real talent like it's not you know just uh like a gimmick you know mm. in, in, in I, I, feel, I think i agree with you because like in a sense of like there are a lot of gimmicks out there i feel like people do just kind of realize like okay i have a platform let me just try to monetize and start singing and have just a bunch of people write for me have no direction but like I have a label so let me just release music right so it's like i i understand and it, it does get annoying yet you know i feel like real recognizes real and like at the end of the day i have friends who are artists who who are so it, you know what it is frustrating though because it's like they're so talented like my friend maya she's incredible and um i mean omar apollo is definitely up and coming but like for a while he wasn't and i was like damn like i wish people would appreciate true talent yeah a little more a lot more, but yeah, I yeah. um I hope I hope I I can be as amazingly sure of myself as an artist as they are one day. You know, they're really they're really talented people, and I always try to mention them because they're so dope and and sick. And my friend Holden too, Holden Sutton, he's got new music out too. And by the time this comes out, he'll probably have his album out. It's called Swan, and it made me cry. My friends are incredible. Wow, wow. and it's good to 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 be surrounded by by creatives people that like push you and, and people that you can push yourself. Yeah, super passionate people. It's infectious, it's contagious for sure. So can you do a little bit of per yeah. <laughs> perfidia for us? Um, I'm like, what's the starting note? I don't know, but... Si puedes tú con Dios hablar Pregúntale si yo alguna vez te he dejado de adorar y al mar espejo de mi corazón las veces que me has visto llorar la perfidia de tu amor amor Are you kidding me bro? Yo, he got, yo. Isabel, I'm not even going to lie to you. When you. I heard you sing that on your on your IG, I had chills too. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Like it's it's something about the the tone that you hit, like mm. that that like makes people feel interesting. And that's a that's a gift. Thank you, thank you. For real. You. So, um, I want you to <laughs> leaving today. I want mm. you to to just. I know you said you know you want to be as as comfortable and confident you know as 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 other artists. Like you have it. You have it. I've mm. been in the industry. I started you know when I was eighteen years old, fifteen plus years. And, Period. And I've I've seen artists come and go and and come and stay and uh, definitely you're you're here to stay. Awesome. <laughs> I, right. I hope so. I really do love what I'm doing. And honestly, I just, I'm trying to just keep doing what I love because the more I live, the more I realize like we all die, <laughs> right? <Yep. laughs> so it's like, you never know when your time is coming, you have no control. So you might as well just do whatever the hell you want, whenever the hell you want. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> just hit him it's in the okay. head. <laughs> we have a, a fluffy helmet for, yes, for him, just yes. in case that that happened. Uh, I wanna I wanna talk about how uh, you know, you're also inspiring a lot of of Latinos, you know, Latinx culture, uh, seeing that because, uh, you know, representation is, is really important. Um, and you being a, a prime example of, of that. And what I love, too, is is how you embrace the American side, your, you know, La Latina side, 
um, you know, we had Becky G on, on the show. Awesome. Yeah, and I did her show briefly recently. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. she's awesome. I yeah. love Becky. We made ceviche. Or she made, she made, what did she make? She made, like, her Mexican ceviche, and I made the Peruvian ceviche. Oh. And we, like, switched and, like, tried tried each other's, and it was really fun. All right. Now, I'm a foodie, right? Right. We're going to take a quick little detour here. I love Mexican ceviche. My, my family's mm. from Mexico. I yep. think it's the best. Period. But the bestest... The bestest is is Peruvian ceviche. There's you, something about that leche de tigre and like uh, the way they combine like the sweet potato with the with the corn, like that kind of the corn. Hominy. Right, right. Like the traditional like from the earth corn. That's huge, by the way, mind you. Like for those of you who don't know, look up Peruvian corn. It's massive. And then um like the combination of flavors and then you've ever if you ever just like go to Peru and order a leche de tigre, like it's like a huge copa de del jugo, juguito y, y no sé, a variety of fish, but it's like so mixto? good. Yeah. It's so good. Oh, oh it's so good. Like so I love Mexican ceviche and I love sushi, like sashimi, like real good stuff. Mm. I feel like a good Peruvian Peruvian ceviche like tops both of them. And they say it's a cure for resaca. Like they say it's a cure for like hangovers, altitude <laughs> yeah. sickness, everything. Like it's it's immediately it'll cure you. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but it works. Amazing. <laughs> so you did that with with Becky. You guys cooked ceviche. Yeah, we did. We did. That was really or made ceviche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. made ceviche. They already kind of like supplied the ingredients for us, and we just kind of like our little job was to show how we put it together and. Um, yeah, it was good. You gotta eat ceviche with like a spoon though, because you want to get that all the leche tigre possible in the in the spoon. Oh man! But if you're looking for like a spot to get it here, I have a few recommendations oh, too in LA. I've, I've discovered a few. I mean, like honestly, the best is my uncle's, but like I don't know if he's having people over anytime soon. <laughs> have your uncle come through? Do you have his right. number right now? Oh my god, I do. Deal <laughs> Yo, we, we got a full we got a full kitchen. <laughs> you know what is it? What do we need? We got. He'll make like a huge thing too, because like we eat. So yeah, it's awesome when he's able to do that. Oh no, that's so my favorite restaurant, like of like anywhere in the world, is in Miami. It's o- called, Osaka. It's called Ceviche oh. 105. Ceviche 105, yeah, it's I'm familiar. So good. Have you been to Doctor Limon? I have not. Go to Doctor Limon. I know the the dueña, uno de los dueños de, del restaurante, and it's so good like oh, they have man. everything like causa causa de todo like atún whatever you want like uh they have uh this delicious ceviche frito like ceviche frito balls and it's literally just fried ceviche i've never had ceviche frito so good and their jugo de maracuya frozen is super good too um you just gotta order everything there it's so it's so good uh, that'll, that'll be an experience that you're gonna feel like oof that was an experience right man. Yeah, man, you. Uh, I love food. <laughs> I, I love food, man. I, I, <laughs> I Go to Osaka. T- you been to Osaka? I've not been to Osaka. Go to Osaka. It's the perfect Japanese Peruvian fusion. Like, if we're talking Nobu, which everybody loves, they're like eating Nobu like every day, talking about it's so good and whatever. <laughs> but Osaka's yeah. like super good. Anything you order there is amazing. When my friend Anthony Ramos was filming in Peru, yep. he was like, "You got any spots to recommend?" I was like, "Osaka." That's my favorite spot. So the, is Osaka a chain? Do they have different yeah, restaurants? So they, they, I think they have a few locations, but the ones that I know of is Miami and Peru. The okay. ones that are near us. Mm-hmm. All right. Man, I got to make that happen. Oh, man, let's go to Miami, guys. Let's go to Miami. Oh, man. All right. So anyway, we're, the reason why we brought up ceviche and cooking is 
and Becky mm. um, is that she's been on the show and she's talked about we have this like food detour oh. for a second. No, no, no. I'm just saying here in the com- oh, right in now in the conversation. conversation yes, I was like, with Becky, we okay. have we had this food detour. <laughs> no, with Becky, um, you know, she was on the show and she was saying that she's she's two hundred percent. She's hundred percent Latina and hundred percent American. Period. I love that. And and she so usually it's like oh you're fifty fifty. She's like no I'm hundred percent American. I'm hundred percent Latina. You know that's what mm-hmm. she says. Hence the 200%. So I feel like that's how very similar vibe that I get from you too is. And, yeah. I, and I remember when, when I, when I first, when we first connected on the carpet, like you just gave me like just cool ass vibes. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, she's cool. Cause like, you know, you have, you have a lot of people that, that walk in and um, it's just a different vibe. We did, we did the, um, it was the Latin American music awards. Yeah. And you know, we get a lot of Latin artists and, um, you gave me very like LA, <laughs> like, you know, Latino vibe, you know, and that's that we, we like spoke the same language I felt, you mm-hmm. know, I was, cause for the most part I was doing my, my interviews and we're talking to, to some peeps and it was in Spanish and, you know, it's very, um, you know, very, just very, uh, Spanish broadcasting, you know. Uh, style. It feels a little different, yeah. You know, and then like you came on and you're just like, "What's up, man?" Oh my gosh, she's dope. I I like her. She's she's super chill. I was sober too. I was just like trying to make the most out of it. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to make the most out of it. I really was, and like you know, you could tell initially. You 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 walk up to somebody and it's like, okay, will they reciprocate this energy or not? And then you notice right away. You're like, okay, cool. And like you definitely reciprocated the same energy. So it was like it was nice. It was refreshing. Definitely one of my favorite interviews of that day, for, for sure. Checks in the mail. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. I'll send, you, I'll send you a, a Nosaka sashimi platter. I'm dead. You Make know, sure we'll, it's like over, oh like, like right away. Overnight, right? yeah. Overnight yeah. iced. Iced, for sure. Dry ice. Make sure it arrives cool because it's fish, you know? It's so good, dude. Osaka. I'm hungry. <laughs> so, well, Becky, have you guys talked about like making music together yet? Oh my God. Yeah. We've, we've talked about it. I, I, again, I guess I just like, haven't really thought about doing collaborations and I haven't really done any yet. I mean, other than maybe just for fun with my friends. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to the time where I feel like I have a song in mind that I feel like she'd really enjoy, I would have no hesitation to to present it to her because she's just always down. She's always down. Yeah. Um, I'm really sweet. Like she loves my family and like she's super sweet to my mom. And like, I don't know. She's just one of those people that it's easy to pretend you care. But like, it's another thing to actually yeah, act like yeah, you care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. I feel like there's also a lot of personalities, uh, uh, similarities with within your personality. I agree. Yeah. We were like we were on the show. We were just saying now that you've seen us in the same room. Now you know we're not the same person. We're two separate people. Wait, do you guys get that look? We look alike. Yeah. We do, we do. I mean, like half of my tagged photos are Becky G. And then people tagging me. Or like, for example, there was like a time where there, <laughs> I was getting, I was going to the after party of Sicario, I think, after the, the movie premiered. Yeah. And I was, you know, people wait outside and they have the pictures and I was like down, I was signing them. And as I was walking in, I saw one picture and it was like of Becky G. And I said... <laughs> Um, yeah, that, that's not me. And they were like, oh, and I, I signed it anyway. I was just like, whatever. <laughs> Becky <You know>? G. <laughs> In terrible handwriting. <laughs> yeah, I told her that one too. She was dead. 
Yeah, so we, we definitely get that a lot. Um, and then the similar personalities things too, because I think we're both like really short, so we compensate and have like huge personalities, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, super cool vibes for sure, Thanks. both of you. Uh, what what do you feel is is next um, in in your music career? What do you think is is that next step for you? Well, I'm just trying to release more music. You know, I have songs that I've written, like like songs as emotional and as heartfelt as Perfidia with lyrics with depth. But I also have like really fun bangers that like I wrote really fast that have no really like deep just kind of no like deep meaning, like a, but yeah. it's just a good time. Good so. energy. I just want to release and release and release and just enjoy, you know, the fact that my my fans will find me, right? They'll yeah. find me through hopefully my music. And, and I've already kind of met people who only heard my song and never really seen a movie of mine. So it's like, wow. that's cool. That's cool. That's awesome. I, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the emotional side, do you feel like it's it's easy or, or it's tough for you to, to write those like deep songs? I feel like it's easier to write deeper songs than it is to write like what we consider pop lyrics wow. nowadays. It's almost like I'm inclined to like write in a poetic tone. However, any songwriter will tell you the key to writing a quote unquote smash is like not thinking about the lyrics too much and kind of just throwing out whatever it is that you think of at the top of your head. And I'm like, I can't do that. Mm. I overthink everything like are you telling me I can't, I don't have to think about it? Like a song that I'm writing and put my name on it. Like, yeah. that's crazy. So, you know, I do have um, my homies that I like to write with. Um, Ale Alberti, for example. Um, she, she's amazing. Like, she gets me. I've gone into many sessions and let's say I invited a writer that I admire or something and they just take over the session. And I'm like, I invited you. Why are, you, why are you talking over me? <laughs> and so, but with writers like Ale, writers like Maye, my friend, like they both will just step aside and kind of be like, if I need help, they'll help me out. If I get frustrated, they'll be like, this word rhymes with fun. And I'll be like, you're right. Let me add that into it. <laughs> but they're not ever trying to step on my toes. And nice. them, they themselves are amazing artists as they are like individually. So it's like, I like those collaborations because when you start writing, by yourself and keep writing by yourself there's a tendency that all your songs sound the same mm. it's like an almost like you're you're there's an inability to like try something new because you know what you like you know mm -hmm. the certain melodies and all of a sudden you're like you're hearing a new art a new song by the same artist and it's like it sounds like the same song why your bridge sound like your pre-chorus in the other mm -hmm. song and it's like i don't ever want to get to that point so i'm 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 open to like working with other people and collaborating like that i think it's i think it's nice nice you don't want a little john it <laughs> a little right? john it yeah <laughs> It's like dun, 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 and then it's like dun, 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 dun. it's like yeah, bro, you you did the exact same thing. All these songs sound the same, but Lil John's songs are bangers. Right? Though. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like, <laughs> I think that's iconic. Uh, I just personally, for me, <laughs> I just want everything. To, I get bored, right? I get bored yeah. of the same thing, doing the same thing. So for sure, yeah, that's kind of my goal with that. I love that. Shout out to Lil John though. Shout out Lil John. You know, I was listening to. Uh, I was listening yeah, to what is it? Period. Uh, uh, to the window, to the wall. So yeah. it's like um, I was just I just found it. You know, like when you're you're piece of art right there. You, right, like sure. three six nine. Damn, mm -hmm. she fine. Uh, <laughs> zigga, 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 one more time. Get low. Get uh, low. Pure poetry. Right, and that, you know you know how long it probably took him to write.
did like two minutes. <laughs> he was probably like, yeah, to the window, to the wall. And then let me be till the sweat dripped down my. <laughs> like, like, like you don't. I don't think he sat there for days thinking about that. That's what I mean, I'm saying. All what the if smashes, took, you don't think about it. But what if it took him like months? Uh, right. That would He's be like, amazing. What does <laughs> my sweat drip down? <laughs> I just I don't know. I have this writer's block, man. And then it finally came to him. Right, and I was also thinking about Fergie. Like, her bars are crazy because she's like, you so 2000 late. I'm so 2008. I'm like, period. There's so much depth to that, but you know she just said it. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. So you're saying those, like, those, those sometimes are a little more... Difficult. Challenging. Challenging, for sure. Like, I just, I just, in everyday life, I think about things before I speak. And I think about things when I'm not speaking. Yeah. So it's like... How am I just going to speak, <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. So, you know, a little a little liquid courage sometimes helps. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, when it comes to your your music uh, reflecting your, your like your true life, um, you know, uh, talking about emotions, do you feel like you have to take care of 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 your mental health um, as you're writing this music or is writing music part of taking care of your mental health? Exactly. I think it's part of, I think writing music is part of taking care of your mental health for sure. I mean, when it does happen for me, like when I do get that stroke of inspiration somehow, like it's, it's almost as though you start with one idea and then all of a sudden it's like, I have to keep like writing these down because the thoughts are coming over me and it's, it's something you can't really control or stop. So in those instances, yes, it is. It is like it comes to you in the moment and I yeah. don't overthink it. But still, it's like about stuff that's not really like to the window, to the wall. Like it's <laughs> definitely depressing. <laughs> and maybe that's the kind of artist I am. But I also like I like I like to be able to just, you know, uh, to write fun songs because yeah. that's what but, I like to yeah. listen to. How do you take care of, of your mental health? How do I take care of my mental health? Um, I guess I just, I go to therapy, right? Like, Same. I have hella anxiety, and that's really fun. But <laughs> I think I was in denial of it, you know? I was kind of, like, under the impression that anxiety is this thing that, I don't know. I, I think, like, in the Latin community, we don't really talk a lot about mental health. And it's, like, your parents are, like, no, you're fine. Like, you don't need to take medicine. Like, and you're living, like, undiagnosed and, like, just messing up your life and the people around you and it's really scary and like I think it's important to you know address that go to therapy I think therapy would save a lot of people's lives a lot yeah. of your parents too a lot of the parents out there they, they they haven't had therapy their whole lives and I feel like just one session would be phenomenal and life-changing um but I love therapy I mean I, I studied psychology for like two years in school and then I just kind of acting took off and so I didn't really wow. have time but I would love to get back into it because it fascinated the hell out of me so that's beautiful thank you for sharing that with, with us too yeah I uh I started doing therapy uh during quarantine mm. um I was always like a a mental health advocate but like I didn't really start doing it until until like we were trapped in our in our homes, you know, mm -hmm. and I said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do it. And it's definitely one of the, the best things that, that I've ever done. And now, you know, speaking about our parents, my mom is 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 wanting to do therapy. She's interested awesome. now. And like 
you know, I feel like in my immediate family, there's no one that would benefit more. Maybe my father too, but you know, than than my mom. And it's beautiful to see that, um, you know, she's she's open to it. And, and now my sister started doing therapy, and uh, it's 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 That's a great, great thing. Your whole family is just getting into it. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's definitely. I think it's life changing. It's changing, and it's as simple as like talking about it or. Just telling your friends, like, yeah. you know, therapy's really great. It's been changing my life. Like, if you're going through something, you should get a therapist. You should consider that. Like, I'll even, like, be in the middle of a conversation with somebody, and I'm arguing. Let's say we're arguing, right? Mm-hmm. And at some point, I'm like, wait, we're arguing about things that are kind of like a result of our past traumas and fears, and we're reacting to it in kind of like a defensive way because right. it's triggering something let's just talk to our therapist and then come back to this. Like this is going to be unproductive if we can't see the bigger picture. And I've done that countless times with my mom, with my girlfriend, like with my friends, like it's just, it's, it's a good thing to be able to realize, like, I don't know, like sometimes you don't know. And, and a lot of people that refuse therapy or get mad at me when I say that they should do, they should have therapy. It's like, they almost have this mentality that like I've been alone this whole time and I've been fine. Mm. So I'm going to keep being alone and, I, I, and I'll be okay. I've always had my back. Me has always had my back. Yep. And I'm like, but you don't have to. Like, that's a whole lot of weight to put on yourself. So I don't know. Like, I think, I think therapy is fantastic. I really do. Um, yeah, and it's something I've been thinking about. And then I, I'm so close to my therapist at this point, I'm talking about philosophy with her. Like, that's awesome. It's like we kind of go off topic a lot, but it still helps me because – I have these like thought spirals that I can't really like control that yeah. just kind of go everywhere. And suddenly I'm in a daze and my friends catch me like, like just staring and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm thinking about like death. <laughs> and they're like, whoa, right. I'm like dead ass though. Like it's, it's crazy. And I think, I think it's, it's important to have those conversations more does, than anything. Does it come out of, out of nowhere? Like do these feelings come out of nowhere for you? Because uh, the reason why I, I asked that is um, I get anxiety and, and sometimes, yeah, like depression too. And uh, it hits me almost out of nowhere sometimes. Like I've, I've compared it to like the way Spider-Man has a spidey sense. Mm. Where it's mm. just like, whoa, what the hell is that? And right. um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I talk about, I've learned that a lot of it is, is burnout. Like what happens with, with me is burnout. Like I get so tired that my body's just like, reacting to to it being tired and like mentally and physically tired yeah oof um i think it's a combination of things i think people take sleep for granted i think sleep is like the main contributor to my anxiety or lack of sleep i mean is the main contributor to my anxiety um also sleeping habits you know it doesn't matter if you get a lot of sleep if your circadian rhythm's off that's gonna mess you up um and that's something i need to work on as well and i'm trying but at times, you know, many nights I would just stay awake. I would put my phone away and I just kind of sit there for hours and just think about things. And then at a certain point when my mind was like when my body was like, yo, are you asleep? It would start twitching to check on like like it was like my, my, my brain was checking with my body. Are you still sleeping? So yeah. my body would start twitching. And then all of a sudden I was like having these really uncontrollable like twitches. And then I, it continued like I couldn't sleep for much longer because all of a sudden I was like, I need to, like, take a shower or something because I can't, like, I don't feel comfortable in my own skin. Mm. And it was, like, things just kind of escalated and to a certain point where I just, you know, 
I, I finally was diagnosed with anxiety and I had already had the panic attacks. I just still thought I was like, this is normal. You just have a lot of pressure on you yeah, yeah, yeah. and like whatever. And then, you know, that out of nowhere thing, I don't think that's true. I think it really is like a series of events and maybe things that have bothered us, but we don't acknowledge them and we don't take the time to sit with them and be like, why did this bother me? Okay, this maybe didn't bother me, but what happened before that bothered me that allowed this thing to bother me more than it would have. Yep. So it's like, it's taking the time to go over your thought processes that you had earlier in the day. And that's when you'll realize what's bothering you. And that's why therapy is so helpful because they walk you through that. Right. And all of a sudden you're able to have this open conversation and communication with the people who supposedly maybe saw that bad side of you because you were triggered or whatever. Right. right. I, um, <clears throat> I often think about, um, you know, the uh, when I'm in I'm in I'm in a, a very tough space. Um, I think about um, if I was always if I if that if those feelings were always in me, um, hmm. or if they if they arrived in the last few years like come like quarantine pandemic time, but the reality is they've always been there. I just now I'm just aware, right? Mm. Like there there were certain ways, certain things that that anxiety, which I wasn't aware that it was there, it would it would come out different in different ways, right? Like maybe I was um, I would raise my voice, you know, mm. maybe I was, you know, I would do go about things differently, you know, um, but now I feel like I'm allowing myself to to feel mm. I'm allowing myself um to to just be more open to to what my mind and my body are, are, are telling me and um it is tough it's tough to like do the work but it's it's uh it's it's all in in uh in the reason to to become a better person and a better you right right like i i i guess recently i heard you know life just gets harder and harder and i was like interesting like that sucks and then I kind of like what I normally do when I hear something that kind of affects me in a certain way, I think about it for nonstop until I found what I call a solution. And I figured out, you know, the people who are saying life sucks maybe didn't learn or weren't handed the tools to deal with how shitty life can get. Mm. Let's say you were coddled your whole, life, your whole life. You didn't really live a difficult life. Maybe you don't know how to do your laundry. Maybe you don't know how to do the dishes because your mommy always did them for you or or maybe you just, your maids did them for you, right? So then you're handed, you're put in a situation where, you know, you have these regular things that people who, I guess, like, have been taught those things have to deal with and had to deal with, and you're thrown into this situation where you have to do your laundry, you have to do whatever, and you have to work, and you have to go to college. All of a sudden, that feels huge. Right. So for me, life gets harder is just a phrase said from a different perspective. Mm. So you just have to understand, if I can attack this problem head on, and go through it, I will have the tools to deal with this BS later in life. And, and it's not going to be harder. It's going to be easier. So I don't think life gets harder. I think we just get better at dealing with things and right. the tools. We get better at, at, at gathering tools and adding tools to our toolbox that we have. And then suddenly it's easy. Yeah, like Bob the Builder style. Right, Bob the Builder. Like <laughs> Bob the Builder is a great example. <laughs> great show. Can we fix it? Yes, we can. You know. Um, no, thank you for sharing that that with me. You know, I, I I like to talk about that on the show because 
you know, a lot of the, the, our guests that we have, you know, are, are very successful, very talented. And often, you know, people see a public figure and think, man, what worries do they have? They're rich and they're famous and they're this and they're that. Right. But the reality is like, <laughs> yo, we're all human at the end of the day. Yeah, I will say none. Like, if you think any any celebrity is more special than you are, you're absolutely wrong. <laughs> you're absolutely wrong. Uh, we're just handed different cards in life, maybe. I don't know, but I'm telling you right now, they're just they're just people, and they're just regular degular. I, I promise you, you'll if you hold them to a certain standard, you'll be disappointed because we're just people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, you know, we, we talk about celebrities. Obviously, you're you're around a lot. Um, being in acting, being you know, your craft also um, multi-talented, multi-talented over here, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, being on, on the on the screen and, and having, you know, these these big films um, that you've been a part of. Um, I, I watched Dora. Nice. Which was awesome. That was funny. I watched, Dora, I watched Dora in the theater, bro. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. I guess me, too. But that was the premiere. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yo, you killed that. You killed that. I mean, all the films that you've done. Uh, is there is there a film um, that you feel is a little little more special than 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 others for you? Yeah, you know, Instant Family was a great experience for me, and I think you know I saw the direct result of the change and impact it had on people's lives. Like, I got several messages through my mom from her friends and like from people I knew who were like this movie inspired me to adopt and we're adopting. And then they'll send updates because it's been years now. And they'll say, How, however many years together, thanks to this movie that you were wow. a part of. So it's like, it's crazy seeing a direct change like that from a, a project that you did that lasted two, three months that you happened to book by chance. So it's just amazing. And, and I had a great experience because of the cast, because of the director, Sean Anders. He, that's his story pretty much with his wife and his kids. And I think, you know, the best art comes from making it for yourself, right? So Sean definitely did that for himself and then ended up changing people's lives in the process because there's nothing truer than your own experience. So I think it was a beautiful, beautiful project. And there's a project that I'm doing right now. I'm shooting in April, uh, mid-April. I'm going to go to Cincinnati, Ohio and shoot this movie. It's called Turtles All the Way Down based on the book by John Green. And that's a huge, like, conversation starter on mental health and mental health awareness and like i've seen a quite a few like adolescent films right made for like teens recently that have to do with mental health and i think this one is very real because again it's john green's experience with his anxiety and ocd and like his thought spirals and and um the reason it's called turtles all the way down is because it's based on like i guess this story of this philosopher, this scientific philosopher who is speaking of the, the, the universe and how we were all created and the gravitational pull of everything being brought together and, and how it's infinite. And then he's giving this lecture and all of a sudden at the, at the middle of the lecture, this lady stands up and she's like, excuse me, professor, but you're wrong. Um, the, the, the world was not created by the Bing Bang. It were, and he's like, okay, sure. Like, then how was it created? Like, where are we? What are we? She's like, the world is on the back of a giant turtle. And he's like, okay. And then what's under that? And she's like, another turtle. And he's like, okay, then what's under that? She's like, another turtle. And then there's another turtle. It's turtles all the way down. And wow. it's crazy to me because it not only speaks of 
our experiences yeah. and how if you were to say something and I disagreed, I would be right. Right? In my mind, I'm right. right. And in my world, in my universe that I created, I'm right. right. So it's like, and then it also attributes to the character's thought spirals. She just keeps going down, 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 down until it just continues and it never ends, just like the universe. So it's, it's going to be I one of that. those hard-hitting, like, emotional, take a minute to look at yourself in the mirror afterwards type of movies. Yeah. And is that going to, to release... 2022 or no i'm you... actually good, about to go film it oh, like, you're, oh you can okay. read the book if you'd like the book is crazy it's phenomenal uh i'm gonna wait for the movie you're gonna wait for the movie yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm not big uh big on on books um me don't neither me neither yeah. no, but, but that just, sounds like a good one it it, it hits <laughs> yeah and there, you know what we've had we've had guests on that like shoot me um uh text messages with like yo man i know we you know we talked about this like check out this book, check mm. out you know that book. So I I'm not a big reader, but I'm I am a big audiobook fan. Love that. I love audiobooks too. I love podcasts. So yeah, yeah podcasts. Well, my audiobooks. friends being one of your favorites, right? I knew it. I'm gonna be adding it. I'm gonna be Man. adding it for I, like, sure. You know what? I I just I, re I read you right here. <laughs> Uh, speaking of films, you're you're doing Father of the Bride. Uh huh. It's a it's like a remake. Yeah, that's and dope. I just watched it actually for the first time, and that that was cool. I think it, it really captures like that nostalgic yet it came out this year yet like you cry and it's a funny experience and it's all like fluid and I think it's going to translate really well to audiences and um, the testing for audiences has gone amazing and then I got to work with Gloria Stefan and, yeah. and Andy Garcia and like Gloria's amazing like she's genuinely a, a great person. Legend. Right. But it's like when you meet her, it's like she's so down to earth yeah. and so cool and so silly and inappropriate, quite vulgar. <laughs> quite I would vulgar. Not, you know what? I wouldn't think that about, about <laughs> Gloria Stefan oh, being she's like... She's as vulgar as they come. Inappropriate or vulgar. <laughs> right, right. But she's, she's like a down-ass girl. Like yeah. she's definitely... She keeps it real and then you, you see her because I, I now am friends with her daughter, Emily, yeah. And you see her as a mother and then you're like, damn, like, I'm kind of, damn, adopt me, please. Like, <laughs> Emilio, too, he's like a teddy bear. He reminds me of like a koala. He's a sweetheart. Yeah, it's yeah. like the roles are reversed. Yeah. Like, it's awesome. I love it. That I is, love that it. That is amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I love to, we, we, we're, we're in talks to, to, to have uh, Glory on the show. She seems, she seems super, super cool. And like I said, you know, music icon. Right, no right. I mean, like one of the first to do it. One of the first yeah. Latinas to do it. Yeah, definitely. Miami um, Sound Machine. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, you you were you grew you were born in Ohio. Mm -hmm. Came to LA at, at what age? Like 2019, 2019? Yeah. Oh, so recent. Yeah, recently. Man, I lived in Cleveland for a while, so it's like I just kind of only went and left Ohio when I had to like film something, wow. you know, and nothing really films in LA anymore. So whenever I was in town and like, for the example, for the, the llamas, I think, when was that? I think it was 20, 2019, 2019. Yeah. I had just moved here, I believe. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. But it's cool. <laughs> no, I love that. So we have, um, these rapid fire with Isabella Merced. That's okay, you. Period. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah, me. That's yeah. me. Right. Okay. Are you ready to rock? <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Favorite Spanish word? 
<laughs> Melocotón. What is it? Melocotón. Melocotón? Melocotón. Yeah, it means peach. I had no idea. Yeah, it's a fun word. Say Melocotón. Really fast. Melocotón. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and then especially since you're saying it like that, I'm like... Mel Melocotón, um, I, I, it reminds me of melaluca. You know what that is? Mm, no, I don't. Is that Mel a candy? Melaluca is like um, is like a, a is like a neuro, neosporin. ¿Qué cosa? Sí. You oh. know what neosporin is? Yeah, I know yeah. what neosporin is. Yeah, yeah. it's like, like a, I think it's, I think it's a Mexican brand. So oh, okay. that's what it reminded okay. me of. Okay. Melocotón. Yes. Salsa or merengue? Salsa. I know how to dance salsa more than merengue. Favorite piece of tech, technology mm -hmm. that you use? Probably my phone. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite Latino food dish. I think we already talked about this. Unless it's not. Latino food dish. Dude. It's just like you can't have ceviche every day because then it's maybe you can actually. I have done that. It's healthy too. I have done that. Okay, ceviche. What kind? Ceviche pescado. Pescado. Yeah. Peruano, of course. Peruano, yeah. El estilo peruano. Best song to play at a party. Best song to play at a party. Ooh, okay. I've been really feeling "Baby Powder" by Genevieve. Okay. Lately, listen to it. It's a banger. "Baby Powder" by Genevieve. Mm-hmm. Check that out. It's really groovy, really funky. Greatest rapper of all time. Greatest rapper of all time. All time, Isa. Pitbull. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wait, Pitbull's awesome. <laughs> Mr. 305. Mr. 305, Mr. Worldwide now. <laughs> His music just speaks to me. I love it. Pit, Pit is, is underrated. He was he killing really it for is. many years. Like, he started a lot. He started a lot. Like, Timber... I'm yelling timber. <laughs> Shouts to Pitt, man. Pitt's the guy. Uh, greatest singer of all time. Greatest singer of all time? Jasmine Sullivan. Jasmine Sullivan. Yeah. Like, crazy. Like, I feel like her and Whitney Houston were the ones who kind of taught me how to sing because I would just sit in my room at, like, six years old trying to imitate every single fluctuation in their voices and, like... Man tone and riff and so yeah <laughs> speaking of, of of tone you know that that tone that you use on um perfidia perfidia yeah that tone that you use man are you have you done that on any other song that you've recorded yeah you there's have. a song that i have it's called lo que no hicimos and it's uh bolero like it's bolero inspired and it's like it's super classic kind of like i could sing a little bit of it um uh Si tú quieres, si yo quiero y lo sentimos, parecemos par de idiotas confundidos. Imagínalo, si intentamos de una vez lo que no hicimos. Man, can we clap it up? <laughs> that is amazing, man. Oh, I Come on. Too much. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I would give you a standing ovation, but then the camera would lose me. And this would just... Yeah, but just pretend I did <laughs> Thank you. Uh, lastly, what's a nickname of yours that no one really knows about? <laughs> uh, when, when my, when I'm like with my girlfriend and like, she get, if I like a sassy side of me comes out, she calls me Jill Isabella. Jill Isabella. Jill Isabella. 
Jalisabella, yes. And then Yolanda's like, when I'm drinking legally in Peru. Um, <laughs> when I'm drinking legally in Peru, a uh, side of me comes out. Her name is Yolanda. Yolanda, like, is not afraid of anything. Of anything. Yeah. Yolanda also doesn't get hurt. Like, I've fallen a lot and, like, not, and not, not a bruise, not a scratch, not, a, not a, anything. She's made of, of I don't know. Diamonds. Like, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. It's it's crazy. Yolanda also <laughs> dances a lot. <laughs> I don't know her, honestly. I don't know her. And Yolanda's your middle name. Yes. Yeah. Jelizabella. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jelizabella. Jelizabella. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming. <laughs> Tamando and friends, we appreciate you so, so much. You're, you're good vibes. And, um, you. you know, since day one. And I know that you're, man, you're... Your aura, your star, your you know, your brand, your your person is is just gonna continue to grow. Appreciate it and, and shine you. bright. I can't so. wait to update with you and like you know have a little reunion every year or yeah. so. It'd be no, great. This is your, this is your home. <laughs> Thank you. Upwave is your home, and Thank you know if we move to a bigger space and you, you that's that's gonna be your home. Awesome. Period. Right. Just Thank continued you. growth. Thank you. And abundance of, of uh, amazing things. No, thank you so much. Awesome. Isabella so Merced, thank you so much. And thank you so much for watching Mondo and Friends presented by Verizon.